Okay, good morning, gentlemen. Today's daf Masachis Nazir is daf Samach Gimel, 63. Getting close to the end of the Masachta here. We're going to have three parts in today's sugya, and they're all going to centralize around the principle of Tumas HaTahoyim. We've briefly touched on this earlier in the Masachta, but now we're going to focus on it. That's going to be the topic of today's discussion. So as we'll see in the Maskana, there's a special halacha called Tumas HaTahoyim, where somebody contracts tuma in a particular way that is a tuma that was unknown to people. Meaning, there's a dead body in a certain position, location, which we'll discuss really on Amud Bez, the particulars of it, that was not known to anybody. And somebody happened to come in contact with it and become tume. They discovered it, huh? It's covered, it's buried. I mean, We're they, gonna discovered go through. It. they discovered it. Yeah. But between the time they discovered it and the person had originally become contaminated, it was a scenario where he already had undergone his entire Nazirus, had come in contact with it, and then only after he shaved his hair already, the end of his Nazirus of Tahara, he realized, oh, I, I, I went into the cave and there was that <coughs> contamination. So there's a special halacha l'moshem Sinai. We, we touched on this very briefly early in the Masechta. That tells us in such a scenario, this fellow does not have to redo his Nazirus. Since he's already shaved his hair, he's already removed himself from his Nazirus, which is according to Rabbi Yezer's opinion. We'll see this Mishnah follows Rabbi Yezer. He does not have to redo his Nazirus. This is a unique halacha for Nazir after shaving his hair, as well as for someone who brought a Korban Pesach. If they discovered before the fact this contact had happened, but it was a contact that nobody knew about, because it's Tumas time, literally the Tumah of the Depths, now initially, the Gemara is going to think this is based on psukim. We'll see it's not based on psukim, but that's going to be the conclusion. What is your, what is but it's a very specific... Not, uh, exactly, so we're going to get into that. Uh, Shaila, it's very specific. Once we say it's halach misinai, so there's very specific particulars that it has to fit to be able to utilize the halach misinai. So let's see this inside now. Says the Mishnah. Nazir Shegilach. So you have a Nazir, he counted 30 days. And then on day 31, like a good Nazir, he went and brought his karbanos, and he shaved his hair. Right? He did all the things he was supposed to do. And then, he discovered that before, on day 15, he had become Tame. Meaning he discovered that on day 15 he was Tame. He didn't realize that before. Right? There's also CCV uh, footage. So the Gemara's Mishnah says like this, if it was a known Tuma. Now, known means it could have been known. Meaning they discovered Tuma, but it was Tuma that was more obvious. It wasn't a, a hidden Tuma. It was an obvious Tuma that anybody could have known about. So Saiser, he loses his Naziros. In this case, he'll have to recount his Naziros. Even though he already finished it and he already shaved and he brought his Korbanos, he has to redo because he became Tame from a source of Tuma that was known to people. V'im Tumas Tehoim, this is the Chiddush, but if it was Tumas Tehoim, meaning if the Tumah that he had come in contact with was Tumah of the Depths, which we'll define in the Gemara, but it was a Tumah that's not known to people, that's the point. Enoi Soyser, so it's a special Allah Lamosh Misinai, even though he did come in contact with it, Enoi Soyser, he does not forfeit the days that he already counted. Okay. But after he does the, 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 the haircut, why is he? Why is he subject to go back? He's, well, because, he's, a, clear, uh, he's a clear man. Because the problem is, is that haircut was only able to be done on the grounds that he had Naziris of Tahara. 
But on day 15, it turns out that he had come into some so sort of contact. Oh, so exactly. Oh, so, contact so again, before. if it was a known source of Tumah, meaning it was people knew about it, there's no such Allah from Sinai, and he has to redo his Nazira. So it was day 15, he forfeits the whole thing. But if it was Tumas Tahaim, which we'll define in the Gemara, special Allah Sinai, we don't take that seriously, and instead he continues on in his way. Now, however, let's say the Tumah that he contracted, right? he found out about it later, but the Tumah that he had contracted, it was before Shagilach, meaning he realized that he had become Tameh uh, before he had shaved his hair already. And we're going to see in the Gemara, this will be a point of question, but if it was before he shaved his hair that they discovered he had become Tameh, so again, whether it was a Yadua, it was a known source of Tumah, or it was a hidden source of Tumah, he will forfeit his days, and this is going to be a discussion in the Gemara. Does it mean he forfeits 30 days? Does it mean he forfeits 7 days? We'll see that in the Gemara. Because the case over here is, he finished his Nazirus, but in finishing, he discovered that he had become Tameh before, without he hadn't yet shaved. So this is not the Allah Moshem Yisina yet. Ketzad. So the Mishnah now illustrates for us, what is the scenario that we distinguish between Tuma Yedua and Tumas, Tumas Tahoe. It means when do we apply this unique Allah again, where he had shaved his hair and discovered that he had come in contact with Tuma before, at some point within the 30 days, but it was Tumas Tahoe. So when is there such a fine distinction? So the case is like this. He was within his days of Nazirus and Yorad Litvol Bama'ara. He went down to be Toivel. He went down to dip in the water in a, in a cave. So there's some sort of a cavern, a cave, and there's a pool inside of that cavern. And he went into that pool. Now, if they found a dead person, literally means floating at the entrance of the cave. But what it really means here is, is that the dead person was at the entrance of the cave, and it's unclear if this fellow and that dead person were in the cave simultaneously. If they were, that's Tumas Ayel, and he's contaminated. If they weren't, he's not contaminated. So the halacha is Tameh. The fellow is considered Tameh. Now, why is that? Because it's Tzafal Pnei that's considered Tumah Yedua, meaning that's a known source of Tumah. It was visible to the naked eye. It's not something you need to uh, excavate to figure out. So this is considered Tumah Yedua, and we say Tameh. It's considered Safik Tum Versha Sayach, it is Tameh. Nimtza Meshuka Bekarka Ma'ara. Oh, but what if the dead body is discovered buried in the bottom of the cave under the water? So here, this is Meshuka, it's sunken into the ground of the cave under the water. That's considered Tumas HaTahayim. And then when he, he goes into the cave, he went into the water. So now, it'll make another Nafkamina, which is as follows. Yorad Lahaker in the scenario where he just went to cool off, meaning the time we went into the cave, he was tahor. And he just went in, it was a hot day, and the, he went into the swimming pool to, to cool off. So then tahor. In such a scenario where he went into that water and the body was discovered in a tahaim-like state, in such a scenario, we're going to say he retains his status as before, which means he's tahor. Who discovered the body? When did this come after he had shaved at, already. At, yeah. No, but after he's been in the pool and everything like that. Day 15, he goes, goes into the pool. pool. Day 31, 30, he shaves his hair. And day 32, the, some excavator the, was digging the, for the, Jerusalem stone. Uh -huh. And boom, they discovered there's a body under the water. And they remember that he went to And they remember that he had gone on day 15. So again, now we, now we look at all the variables here. 
if it was discovered at the entrance of the cave and it was visible, so then he's tummy because that's considered tummy yedua. If it's discovered under the water, buried in the base of the cave, so this is considered tumas tahaim. Now you have a certain leniency, but the leniency is only applied in a scenario where he was tahor upon going into the cave. Because then what we're going to say is, he will retain his tower status based on the Allah Chalamah Sinai. However... If it was in the entrance of the cave, why didn't he see it? It wasn't, that's the point. If it was at the entrance of the cave, so then he will be Tameh, because there we'll say, no, why because there... Let's say he shouldn't. No, there we'll say is this Tumi Yadua. Tumi Yadua doesn't have Allah That's known Tuma. So there we're going to say so he, he is Tumi. Right if, if it was found there, but if it was not found there, that's the next case. If it was found uh, sunken under the pool. I understand, but you, the first case was he, 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 entrance. He was at the entrance. Yeah. How come you didn't see it? Uh, he was, it was dark. It was dark. He didn't yeah. see it. He didn't uh-huh. see it, but you could have seen it with a flashlight. That's the point. Okay. And nonetheless, that's considered Yadua. That's the point. Right, exactly. However, if it was considered sunk, if it was sunken in the ground, and he went into that cave, and he went to Teuvel, and then afterwards he came out, and then the 30 days, whatever, went by and he shaved, and then they discovered, wait a second, there was a tumma under the, uh, under the water. So now in such a scenario, Yarad Lahakir, we have to look at the two options. If he went into the water to cool off, right? So he, when he went in, he was Tahar. He just went to take a swim. Based on his initial status as being Tahar, we're going to say still Tahar. Mm-hmm. He's still considered Tahar. We will not allow, that's Allah Chalamosh Misinai. We're not going to allow the Tumah that's discovered later to f- cause him to forfeit his Nazirus that he's already counted. Litar mitumas meis. But let's say you're talking about a scenario. <clears throat> this fellow went into the cave because he was Tame Meis and he had to go to Toivel in the mikvah to retire himself from Tumas Meis. So here, Tame. Since. But not the 15 that he counts or the 30 that he counts after. Remember, because what happens here is okay. after he went into Bitoifel for Thomas Mace, he came as, all right, now I'm going to redo my Naziris. And he counted. And then on day 32, they discovered, exactly, they discovered a dead body underneath. So what's the reason? What's the distinction? If when he went in and he was Tahar, we give him Cheskas Tahara. And then you apply Allah Chalamosh Misinai to say, even though there was a dead body, he's Tahar. Since he shaved his hair already, he's removed from the Nazirus. But if when he went in, he was already Tami Mace, he had Cheskas Tumah, the status of Tumah. If he has status of Tumah, in such a scenario, we're not going to apply the Allah Chalamosh Misinai, and it'll cause forfeiture. And the Mishnah finishes off with that. Tami, Shecheskas Tami, Tami, because if he was in a status of Tumah, he will remain such. Shecheskas Tar Tar, and the same thing with Tahara, Sheraglayim Ladavar. Sheraglayim Ladavar, Bezer Shemi gets a site, we're going to use the same expression. It means there's a basis to assume what we're saying is true. Even though really it's Halach Lamaish Misina, so it's not really based on logic, but this is a logical inference the, the Mishnah makes, which is to say, is if he was Tame when he went in, it makes sense. You wouldn't apply the Halach Lamaish Misina, Tar, you would. Now, again, because this is Halach Lamaish Misina, these Halachas are very particular. But we'll see those at the end. First, the Gemara assumes actually this is based on psukim, right? Meaning this is a big chiddush. We're saying he went to, he went, he came in contact with the dead. We don't know if there was a contamination or not. It's unclear. But the point is, is that in this scenario, what we're going to assume is, is that he's tahor because he shaved his hair already as a nazir, and he doesn't have to redo those days. That's a chiddush to say such a thing. That's Allah Lamash Sinai. So the Gemara wants to know well, what's the source for that. So says the Gemara, Minani Mili. Well, how do you know this? It's, it seems to be the Gemara assumes initially it's a pasuk. So we have two sources. Amar Beliezer. Beliezer says the Amar Kra. The pasuk in Parshas Naso tells us. It says, when a dead body 
shall when a person shall die beside him suddenly. Now Allah means on him. So on him, the Gemara understands it means with his knowledge. Meaning, if he came in contact, this part is Nasa, when it talks about the Nazar becoming Tameh. If he came in contact with a dead body that he was aware of, so then it causes forfeiture. Oh, well, well, that's right. So that's why it's a drasha. But if it was Tumas Tahoim, if it was something he wasn't aware of, so there, not necessarily will it cause forfeiture. That's, that's the first drasha. Allah means where it was clear to him. Where it was known to him, so there, in such a scenario, it'll cause his forfeiture. But if it wasn't known to him, right, which the, apparently the way Rabbi Ezra seems to be learning is, even if it was known to other people, right, meaning that's how Rabbi Ezra seems to learn, even if other people were aware of this dead body, if he wasn't aware of it, and he shaved his hair and finished his naziros, he would not have to redo. Rish Lakish brings the Pazim from when it talks about Tomas Mace, when it talks about the Korban Pesach. So by the Korban Pesach, we know that the Allah is, you have to bring, every Jew has to bring, or male has to bring a Korban Pesach on the 14th of Nisan. They would slaughter it, eat it to the night of Pesach, Israel Shem, it's coming up. But if they weren't able to, so then there's a concept of Pesach Sheni. And the Pasuk tells us, when a person was Tame from a soul, meaning he was Tame Mace, so either he was Tame Mace on Pesach Rishon, or he was far away. So since he was at some sort of a distance, he didn't bring Pesach Rishon, so he would bring Pesach Sheni. So we explain, the way that Rish Lakish explains, we compare the two parts of this Pasuk. We compare the Tumah reference in the Pasuk to being distanced. Just as we talk about something on the way, it means something that's revealed, something that's public knowledge. So the same thing of Tumah that will cause him to be contaminated, and thus, by the way, also if you brought a carbon Pesach, causes forfeiture of that carbon Pesach, was only if the Tumah that we're discussing was something begaloi, something revealed, something yedua, something known. But if it's a scenario where people did not know about it or could not have known about it, so then the carbon Pesach will not be forfeited if he had brought it already. Now the Mepharshim speak out, it's important to note over here, this halacha applies in both cases. It applies by Nazir and applies by carbon Pesach. If they found out after the fact, if it was Tomas Tahaim, it's going to be still effective. The shaving was done properly. You don't have to recount. The carbon Pesach was done properly as well. They're just two different sources according to... Um, Rabbi Eliezer learns from Nazir that as long as he doesn't know about it, it's considered Tumas Tahaim. Resh Lakish learns from Korban Pesach that as long as nobody knows about it, that's considered Tumas Tahaim. Okay. Ella, so the Gemara says, wait a second, but Hadetanya, I believe it's Hadetanya, yeah, the Brisa teaches, we're going to learn later in the, the Anmud base here, Ezui Tumas Tahaim. The Brisa is going to this, this determine for us what is considered Tumas Tahaim. Kol no one, even at the end of the world, knows about it. means nobody knows about it. That's the definition of Tomas Tahaim. But if somebody at the end of the world knows about this dead body, somebody knows about it. That would not be considered Tomas Tahaim. That's considered Tomas Yedua, and he would be considered Tame and forfeit the Naziris even if he shaved already. Bishlama, what? The murderer. The murderer, ah, oh, so if there's a murderer in a chinami, we're well, talking about, well, let's say, died natural death. he died a natural know, death, know, right. Saying, right. So we're going to get, I'll show you on Omid Beis, Taisus so tells Omid Beis, a very creative too. case, <laughs> what? Unless he's dead too. Taisus on Omid Beis is going to tell us a very creative case, how we could have Eno Yadua, we'll see it on Omid Beis, I'll tell you when it comes to a grave. 
If what? no one's ever going well, to know about it. They found out afterwards. That's but it the says point. it never. It, but yeah, no, now at the point of the contact. After a thousand after, years, they found it. Uh, 32 days later, they found it. You come up with a creative case. Yeah, you know, they were excavating for Jerusalem gold. I don't know, whatever it was, you know, they figured it out. So let's see this inside. Now, what's the kasha? This is a kasha against Rabbi Yezer. According to Reish Lakish, he said, what's the definition of Tumas Tahim, like we learned from the Korban Pesach Sheni, is that nobody knows about it. So then that Brisa defines it properly. That makes sense. But according to Rabbi he defines Tumas Tahim Yedua where it's known to him. Known to him. Meaning, if even if somebody else knows about it, it's still Tumas Tahim. That's Rabbi Yezer's definition. So, so what's the difference if somebody else knows about it? As long as he doesn't know about it, that's considered Tomas Tahim. So therefore, why, according to Eliezer, would he be considered contaminated and forfeit his days if he didn't know about it in this case? Yeah, Dr. Beffer, do you want to ask him? Well, with, with the Carl Pesach, it's a slightly different situation because it's a Chabura. He has not one person brings it, a group brings it. So if he doesn't know it, the rest of the group will know it. No, no. His own contact happened 10 days ago. He didn't know about the contact with Tuma, his own. That's, that's the point, right? That's the first question. So question one, Rebbe Yezer, is that you see clearly the definition from this Bryce, it seems to be, nobody knows about it. Even if other people know about it, but he doesn't, it, that, it, it, that's still, even if no one else knows about it, it's not specifically dependent on his knowledge. That's the point. So that's question one, Rebbe Yezer. So, furthermore, Hadetanyu, we have a Bryce that teaches, we'll discuss this on Ahmed Bez as well. If they find a dead body, and somebody was traveling, and after he traveled, and he brought a carbon Pesach, or he shaved his hair as a nazir, either of these two cases, they found a dead body, then the corpse was stretched along the entire width of the, of the road that he traveled across. Which means we know he was mile over the mace. Yeah, meaning we know he was there. What's that? Either way, we know he was contaminated by it. That's the point. Because either it was Tomas Maga, it was Tomas Oihel, it was across the width of the path, right? Oh, let's say it was. So the Bryce is going to tell us the truma tame. In regards to truma, he'll be considered tame. Meaning, regarding truma, if he was a kohen, he can't eat truma. If he's Yisrael and he came in contact with truma, he'd be matama the truma. He's tame. The nazir pesach tahor. Specifically by nazir and the performance of korban pesach, we say that's considered tomas hatahaim. Meaning, it was something buried we didn't know about it, and therefore he'd be considered tahor. So the Gemara says myshna. But what's the difference? Meaning, once you're saying that th- there's a, based on a pasuk, and we could apply it in other places, meaning, for example, Rabbi Eliezer applies it from Nazir to other to Korban Pesach, and Rabbi Shlakish applies it from Korban Pesach to Nazir, so why can't you apply this in other places? You should say the same principle. As if it's Tomas Tahaim, it's unknown Toma. Apparently, you should say based on the pasuk is that we don't take that seriously, and you could be considered Tar. So why by Truma? Is there a problem? So Ella the Gemara says is, and this is what we understood in the beginning, Tomas HaTahayim Gemara Gemirila. Tomas Tahayim is really Halacha Lamosh Sinai. Since it's Halacha Lamosh Sinai, there are specific guidelines, which we'll get to, Be'ezer Hashem, after the next sugya. Be'ezer Hashem, let's continue on now. But those guidelines tell us that it's limited to Korban Pesach, it's limited to Nazir, it's only where he was Tahar when he initially went into the cave, if it was Tameh, Cheskas Toma, it's all kinds of guidelines now. It's not just based on logic or psukim. But this is only applies to Eretz right? What do you mean? I mean, if Chutzlar is something like this, it goes into a, can be a Nazir. Right, uh, it's the though. same idea. Well, you know, that was the shy we had earlier in the Masechta. But, yeah, but in Eretz yeah. Yisrael, over the, over, over the millennium, yeah. 
Millions of people were killed in, well, in that. I'm talking, the blood is on every single grain of sand blood over there. Blood is not metama. This becomes absorbed. No, I'm it's saying, but bones. Bones, bones are not metama again if they're buried under the ground. So, what, you can so have, what are you talking about here? Well, well, well that's why, in general, yeah. we look at Eretz First of all, everyone's tummy today, anyways. But yeah. the point is, is that officially, yeah. they're supposed to be tziyunim. They're supposed to be markers yeah, for, for the. So wars, you're right, you're right, you're right. Echanami, that would make things complicated. You're right. But also, bodies break down. You're right. Lachari, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we said in the Mishnah, this is your Shiloh, Dr. Vic. We, we said in the Mishnah, if they discovered that he had become Tame during his Nazirus after he had shaved his hair already, so then we say this special leniency, of Tomas Tahim. So the Gemara says, Mantana, who is the author of the Mishnah? Amr Biachan or Biliezer. It's Biliezer to Amr Taglachas Ma'akeves. So we've established our Mishnah's Biliezer. Why? Because we had a, we had a Machlekes Tanoim earlier in the Masechta. What releases the Nazar from his prohibitions? The Chachamim said, all, all you need is one carbon. Shechita and Zrika, and that's it. Biliezer said, you also need the Taglachas. Our Mishnah, which says after the Taglachas, that's the contingency in order to say, do you apply the Kula of time or not? Clearly, it's like Rebbe Eliezer's opinion. Fine. Boy, Rami Barchamna, this is the Shiloh you wanted to ask. Rami Barchamna asked the following Shiloh. Nitma betoich melois. Okay, let's say the guy counted 30 days. And he's on day 31. Now, he hasn't yet shaved his hair, he hasn't yet brought his Karbanos. But he did count 30 days. Excuse me. He'd better be, then they discover. <coughs> he had become Tomei on day 15. He was Nitma Betoich Melois within the 30 days. But he only discovered it after 30 days. But it was before he brought his Karbanos and shaved his hair. So, Mao, what's the halacha? So, everybody got the Shaila is that we discover the fellow had become Tomei on day 15, but we only discover it that this Tuma contact had happened on day 31 before. He shaves his hair before he brings his karbanos. So ma, what's the halacha? <coughs> so baser yidiazlinon. <coughs> do we follow the time that he becomes aware the yidiachar melais have? The yidiachar melais he and the yidiah the awareness happens after he had finished thirty days. So since he's finished thirty days, we could apply the special leniency and say he doesn't have to recount. Or do we say, no, we follow the time that he actually became Tomei. Since we follow the time he became Tomei, he became Tomei within the 30 days, so there's no Shiloh. So Gemara says, Olamai, let's, let's analyze this Shiloh for a second. What's your Shiloh? Lemitzar, is it, is it to cause him to forfeit his original days? So Amar Rava, on that, Rava would say, if the Shiloh is about forfeiture, so Tashma, I'll prove to you from the Mishnah. Remember, our Mishnah said, if he already had shaved his hair, so then he doesn't forfeit. We use the Kula of Tomas Tahim. But then the next line of the Mishnah was, Im ad gilach, if it was before he shaved his hair, bein kachu bein kach, whether it was Toma Yedua, known Toma, or it was Tomas Tahim, it does cause for, forfeiture. So again, Rava says, the Mishnah told us if it was before he shaved his hair, whether it was known Tumah or it was hidden Tumah, it causes forfeiture. He says, Rava, what's the, obvi- what's the case of this line? If he had become aware of the Tumah within 30 days, well, in is there any Chiddush to say he causes forfeiture? He became Tumah and he became aware of the Tumah on day 17. Of course it causes forfeiture. It's within the 30 days. El Alav, it must be La'achar Melois. It must be when did he become aware of it? When he had finished the 30 days, he became aware that he had become Tameh within the 30 days, but he hadn't yet shaved his hair. And Shmamino, what do you see clearly? That it causes forfeiture so long as he has not yet shaved his hair. Fine. So that, that Shiloh is resolved. 
But really, we, re, we re-explain the question of Rami Barchama. This really was his question. So this becomes an interesting shayla. Rabbi Eliezer himself, we're saying the author of our Mishnah, was the opinion who said, once you finish Melois, if you become Tame at that point, which means day 31, you haven't yet finished your Naziris with shaving and Karbanas, but you become Tame on day 31, you only have to count seven days. What is seven days? Undergoing Paraduma, and then you can redo your You don't have to redo your Naziris entirely. So now the Shaila is going to be, you finish 30 days. You became aware on day 31 before you shaved that you had become Tame on day 15. So now we have an interesting Shaila. Do you have to recount 30 days because Lamaisa the Tuma occurred within the actual 30 days? Or do we say it's based on Yidea, awareness? And since awareness occurred after 30 days, you only have to redo seven. Let's read that inside. So Laman, so Gemara says, well, who would this be a Shaila according to? Now the Rabbanan say, even if you find out after 30 days, even if you become Tame after 30 days, you have to recount 30 days anyways. So Pshita de Kulay Saiser, it's obvious then if you find out you had become Tame within the 30 days, Days, of course you have to recount 30 days. That's not a Shiloh. Even if you shaved already. No, 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 before shaving, oh, before, before shaving. Yeah. Okay. But if the Shah is according to Rebeliezer, so call Achar Melois Shiva Saiser. Rebeliezer's opinion seems to be whenever you become Tameh after 30 days, it only forfeits seven. So what's the Shaila? So no, Amalacha. So the Gemara says what you can say is a Shaila. Rebbe can explain this is the Shaila. Yeah, it only forfeits seven when you become Tameh after the 30 days. Right? That's where there's real Tumah. Here you became Tameh within 30 days. So maybe you'll say since you became Tameh within 30 days you actually have to recount 30. Or maybe you'll say it's true. When you become Tameh within 30 days you have to redo 30 days. Here you did become Tameh within 30 days but the idea was after 30 days. Maybe it's the same as becoming Tameh after 30 days and you only have to redo 7 like his opinion of when you become Tameh after 30 days. Fine. So Gemara resolves it from our Mishnah. What's that? <coughs> because you shaved your hair, though. That's a very, yeah. very particular. Because, because with that, he had completed exactly, exactly. And that's not that's not rel- it's not relevant here. Exactly. Uminos. The Gemara says, let's answer it from our Mishnah. The same line of our Mishnah. Right? Rava explained the case of our Mishnah was that he had become Tameh <coughs> within the thirty days. And excuse me, that Rav explained the Mishnah's case was he had hit, he had finished his thirty days, he hadn't yet shaved, and then it says whether it was Tuma Yedua or it was Tuma She'ena Yedua, the Allah is he has to redo his days. Now it didn't distinguish whether he became Tame within the thirty days or he became Tame on day thirty-one. It doesn't make that distinction. And yet we know that Allah would be according to Riyazer, if he would become Tame on day thirty-one, he'd only have to recount seven days. So the Gemara says basically, you see, there's no distinction between that and if he became Tame within the thirty days, which means just as if he became Tameh on day 31, he'd only have to redo 7. If the idea, if he realizes on day 31 he had become Tameh on day 15, he also does not have to redo 30, he only has to redo 7. So the Gemara says, because our Mishnah said, whether it was Yedua Tumah, Non Tumah, or it was Tahom Tumah, either way, it causes some forfeiture, but there's no distinction brought. So just as if the Tumah actually occurred after 30, he would only have to do Seven, also, if it was within 30, since the idea was after, you'd only have to redo seven, according to Riliezer. Okay, Tanara Abada. Now let's get into the nitty-gritty a little bit of analyzing this Halach Lamoisha Messina. Let's get the details. Now again, it's Halach Lamoisha Messina, so therefore, 
you know, it's, 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 it, it, some of these things might not make so much logic or psukin. It's a given, exactly. So, Tanrabban. What's axiomatic? There you go. Tanrabban. Hamoitzi meis mutalurach bashal derech. I mean, some of this does make sense, though. The, the, the Bryce says if somebody finds a dead body that was lying across the entirety of the path, so he had traveled and then they realized that there was a dead body that was tahoim, it was buried, nobody knew about it perhaps, but it was buried across the entirety of the way. It took up the whole street, the whole street. So Latruma Tame, in regards to Truma, the fellow will be considered Tame, meaning because Truma is not the Halach Lamosha Misinai, there's no leniency there, so he's considered Tame. States, if he had afterwards shaved his hair as the Nazir or brought his Korban Pesach, it's acceptable. When is this true? That's where the body takes up the entirety of the street and nobody could cross without passing over it. Right. But, oh, what about if it's buried in the width of the street, but there are areas that theoretically you could have sidestepped in? Meaning, it's not taking up the whole the whole space. So then, afla truma tahar. Even for truma would be tahar. Why would it be tahar for truma? Because there we're going to apply the rule of suffik tuma brishus harabim is tahar. We're going to get into this in sight. The Beis Hashem will get into that. So therefore, in such a scenario, as long as there's this, it's an option. Meaning, it could be he sidestep. We don't know. So even for truma, we're going to be lenient. When is this true? He found the dead body intact. If it was broken or dismantled, even if there was no path to theoretically pass over without coming in contact with it, we could also be lenient and say, maybe he's dead. It's like the bris ben Abbasara. He got lucky. Perhaps, meaning the point is, it's a leniency, but we'll say is. Walking it's Sovik and therefore you could be lenient. Uvekever, and we actually quoted this early in the Masechta, but when it was Bekever, if you find a dead body that's in a grave, even if it's broken or dismantled, it will still convey Tumab Because if there's a Kever across the street, even if there's parts in it that are spread out, the Kever essentially creates an entire area of Tuma, and therefore if you cross over that Kever, the tomb, therefore, it does, that's the point. If, no, no, no. Assuming the tomb is across the entire street. A box. Let's say a box, yeah. So in such a scenario, it will be considered tummy across the whole thing. There's no leniency there. So comes along Tysus and he says, I don't understand. How are you talking about Tomas Tahaim in regards to a kever? Kever, by definition, means somebody somebody buried it. Somebody buried it. So he says a very, listen to this. Tysus says like this. He says, <laughs> he says like this, he says, somebody had built a tomb for burial, someone <laughs> fell in yeah, yeah, and died, died. subsequently, without realizing somebody was dead it. in there, they sealed <laughs> it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine the uniqueness of this scenario. So this is Tumas Tahaim with a kever, and that's how you have to come up with this scenario. Very interesting. Now when is this true? When he's walking with his feet. So there we could say, maybe he could avoid it because he's walking, you know, you have the ability to avoid certain things. But if he was carrying a burden, you're, you're holding a heavy burden, you're walking slowly, you're stooped, you take up more area, harder to avoid anything. Or if you're riding on an animal. Again, there's, it's difficult to say you avoid things in such a scenario. So Tame will say the guy's Tame. Because when he goes with his legs, it's possible that he didn't touch Tumah or move Tumah or be mahil, be a cover over the Tumah. 
But in a scenario where he's, where he's carrying a burden or riding, it's impossible that he didn't touch or move or be mahil over the mace. It's very particular. Again, when is it true? This is all true, that there's a leniency regarding Tomas Tahaim. Aval Tuma Yedua, but in a scenario where there's a known Tuma, the Allah is going to be shlashed unto Mayim. All scenarios, Truma, Nazir, Karb, Pesach, doesn't make a difference. It's going to be Tame by Tuma Yedua. So the, the Bryson now defines for us what is the definition of Tuma's time. Nobody, even at the end of the world, knows about this Tumah, meaning no one knows about it. Again, that creative scenario I just told you would be the scenario by Kever. You'd have to come up with for it to be Tumas Tahim. But if somebody at the end of the world knows about this Tumah, that would be considered Tumah Yedua. Fine. Now, final points over here. If the fellow who they found a dead body, which was covered, and it was completely covered, even if it was just with straw or with pebbles, but it was completely covered, so it wasn't known by anybody. Harezu Tumas Tahim. That does fit the bill of Tumas Tahim because it could be nobody knew about it. Right? It's not like you said, a mudslide. Something happened that caused him to die and nobody knew. However, if they found him covered by water or Afila is a dark cave, even though it's dark in there, if it's visible, the body, so you go in with a torch, you could see it, or in a Kikaslaim, in the clefts of a cave, of crevices or clefts of a cliff, something like that. So in such a scenario, even though it was hidden, but the point is, is that it was visible. It wasn't something, you just had to go there and see it. It wasn't covered altogether. That would be considered you wouldn't have this leniency of Final point is that we only said the special of when it comes to a dead body. Meaning, is that if the tuma that happened, let's say he shaved his hair as the Nazir and afterwards, oh, there was Tomas time that occurred. So if it was Tomas May specifically, it passed over an area, there was a dead body underneath, they didn't know about it, there you apply the leniency. But what about Tomas Ziva? We actually had this as a Shaila earlier in the Masechta. What about a scenario where he brought his carbon Pesach, which was the seventh day of his Tahara from Ziva, assuming that when he had gone to the Mikvah, it would clean him up and there wouldn't be an issue. But then it turns out actually that that same day he has a re-emission. So you'll say that's like Tahaim, is there was something uh, unknown or impossible. To, the answer is we don't apply the Allah there. It's only applied specifically in regards to Akula for Tumas Mace, not for other Tumas. We're stopping the bottom of Samachimel Mabez, Bezer Hashem, we'll pick up tomorrow.